here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going into week 17. Happy holidays, folks. Uh, I'm going to be flying solo on this one. Uh, Pat is on vacation, um, so a well-deserved one as well for him and his family. Uh, enjoying this time of year to, you know, kind of take things easy and and, and enjoy uh, enjoy the holidays as, as you're supposed to uh, right around now. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do my best, uh, without my buddy to try to give you some of these quality pickups for the week. Um, you know, again, we're in, we're in the end game. It is championship week for most coming right up. Uh, maybe a two-parter, maybe, maybe not, but either way, we are going to look to give you uh, some names, some streamers. Uh, I did a little research myself and, and tried to look at some uh, running back wide receivers that maybe could get you a little flex appeal. And again, maybe you're playing for a championship. Maybe you're playing for, uh, for pride, you know, uh, our league of record, we do have a, a system that teams that don't make the playoffs uh, are still encouraged to put out their best team possible, uh, in order to secure a top draft pick and, and fall back in order from that. So, uh, as opposed to a tanking concept, you're actually rewarded for, winning even though you've already lost uh putting out your best team getting the most points and and at the end we we figure everybody in there and and find out who's going to be uh the winner of our toilet bowl that's the way we do it i know some other leagues may have a similar concept just to encourage uh people to stay on board if it's a one and done league again it could just be whatever uh there is still one more game to speak of for week 16 the dolphins and the saints monday night football is due to kick off some people are still holding out hope for a big alvin kamara or uh, i do see that pat is holding out hope for his large league to get a devante parker 22 plus i believe is his miracle for for the holidays so uh hopefully santa's got a little something left in that bag for him and and he can move on uh, I unfortunately did not move on in my work league. Uh, had a couple guys on my bench that just, uh, you know, based on the the concepts of who you normally would start, didn't start them. And of course, uh, one or two of those might have helped me, but uh, it was not meant to be for me this week uh, and, and this season. Uh, but I, I will take it for what it is and, and move on. Uh, there's always another season. So uh, again, good luck to you, Pat. Tonight, uh, I'll be pulling for you. We'll start with some running backs and wide receivers that may be out there on the waiver wire. Uh, one of them is going to be Darrell Williams from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I know a lot of people probably probably have him hanging around on a bench maybe somewhere, but he's some guy that you know tends to get cut maybe on a weekly basis because you're just you're not holding that roster spot. You're going for a hotter name or a hotter hand. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, did injure his collarbone last night. Uh, supposedly x-rays are negative. It's a week-to-week. Uh, aren't we all week-to-week? Uh, but Darrell Williams uh, filled in quite well, and he has throughout the season uh, and his career when, when pressed into service. So uh, that's something to monitor. I think that Darrell Williams, if he is available, uh, he's going to be priority one 
waiver wire pickup for this week. And, and again, some for some of you, it may carry over into, into next week as well. All these teams are still playing for everything. It's not your usual uh, blowing out the conference and shutting it down. Everybody's trying to get that top spot and get that bye week. Uh, so I think Darrell Williams, while owned in a lot of leagues, he should definitely be a pickup for you based on the volume and what's going on in Kansas City right now, where uh, earlier this season, they didn't look like Kansas City anymore. I and mean, people were getting a little nervous, but they got everything clicking right now. And and again, with Edwards Hilaire uh, not being 100%, and I think they're going to they're going to bring him along. They're not going to look to burn him uh, at the end of the season where, uh, again, Darrell Williams is a quality, quality player. And and I think he's going to be that guy to get you, you know, maybe get you over the hump this week if you're looking to plug in for Kansas City. Next name on the list, we're looking at Boston Scott. Most leagues, he, he has been dropped a, a lot. Miles Sanders is out. He's not on IR, but he's out with a broken hand. So he's definitely going to be out. Jordan Howard had a stinger. Again, that, that running attack in Philadelphia is one of the big reasons why Boston Scott should be on the radar. He's probably only owned in about maybe 5% of leagues. Um, you got a, a Washington football team that just got obliterated uh, on Sunday night football by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Boston Scott should be available, should be picked up, and probably being the de facto RB1 in that offense, if not the lightning to Jordan Howard's thunder if he's okay. Again, based on that volume that the Eagles running him does handle. Just when everybody thought that the free James Robinson uh, post-Urban Meyer was going to become a thing. Uh, he had had an he, he had an injury with his heel earlier in the season, had played through it, um, but unfortunately, it looks like it finally came to roost. Uh, he tore his Achilles and will be out for the rest of the season. It's a shame just to see him start to get his legs under him, so to speak. A name that really is the fill-in for him is Dari Ogunbenali. He was the backup running back who was pressed into service. He's only owned in about 0.1% of leagues. So if you had him, more power to you. Uh, 57 yards and a touchdown. He also had two receptions for 15 yards. He, he got about 15 points. He's pretty much going to be the guy going forward for these next two weeks. Again, I know Jacksonville Jaguars offense doesn't scream, ooh, let me get them in my starting lineup. Dare Ogabanali who is now the RB1, and you're, you're still going to get that volume. We'll see what happens. I, I think that Dari Ogbanali could be worthy, again, of a flex start. If he's going to give you 15 points, that's a nice, safe floor, RB2 level. And if he can make plays out of the backfield receiving, obviously in a PPR, that's even better. So that's our name to look for. Uh, another name that's still floating around out there is Duke Johnson. Uh, it came off a monster game, 27 points plus uh, in our league of record. Just really kind of woke things up in that backfield. And obviously it's Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, Malcolm Brown, it's Philip Lindsay. And now there's another name to sprinkle in who had a quality day and had a little bit of a connection with the quarterback. Don't know exactly what to think of it. Obviously tonight we'll clear that up a little bit. Uh, another full week of if Duke is the guy or if it's going to be a committee if Gaskin, who anytime he gets the football does pretty well, but for some reason he almost seems like they're phasing him out a little bit at times, kind of hard to tell. Duke Johnson probably available uh, still in some of your leagues, even for a quick pickup for tonight, for those that are maybe still hanging on by a thread. He's somebody who could be available, and we'll know a little bit more what's going to happen in the next two weeks with Miami. Miami's still sitting at 7-7, seven and seven, so they're you know a win or two away from being a, a playoff team. They're going to keep fighting. Duke Johnson, if he's available, I would hang on to him. 
we had our annual flirtation with greatness by Rex Burkhead. Monster game over the weekend in our league, a record over 30 points, 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns. I tried to go to the well earlier this season. It didn't quite work out. Now that David Johnson has been banged up and did not play this weekend, you, you really didn't see that ball go to anybody else. And to see Burkhead dominate, it, the matchup totally dictated that he would have a decent game, but but to that level against the Chargers who can stop the pass, they just can't stop the run. Seeing Rex Burkhead out there doing that kind of damage, Rex Burkhead's getting the carries. If he gives you half of what he did, obviously that's a nice 15 points. That could be definitely Rex in the flex, an RB2 worthy start for Rex Burkhead. Probably available in your league. Is he worth a start? Burkhead could be a guy to help get you through the next couple of weeks in a in a pinch. And finally, Devontae Booker of the New York Giants, probably only owned in about 20% of leagues. Uh, a lot of people will have him as a handcuff to Saquon Barkley. He's just really been the better running back. Obviously, health-wise is one thing, but even watching with the eye test, you know, he, he looks shot out of a cannon, and, and Saquon has been nursing injuries all season. The Giants don't have a lot to play for down the stretch other than pride. And I wouldn't be surprised if they completely shut him down over the next week or two, giving Devontae Booker a, a lion's share, so to speak, of the running game. Now, this is a little speculative, mind you. Again, I'm not guaranteeing that the Giants are going to give him 30 carries a game. But what he was able to do in the time when Barkley was out, and even now where you do see a smaller sample size, if the Giants do look to kind of shut things down, you could see Devontae Booker picking up some hefty volume. Devontae Booker, maybe just throw him on your bench, hang on to him, be ready to see the increased volume in the next week or two. On the wide receiver tip, uh, not a lot, uh, to be honest with you. A lot of the wide receivers that you've seen, again, you've seen some of these uh, upticks in in one-week, one-hit wonders, so to speak. A lot of this is is COVID-based, where, I mean, just this Monday alone, I mean, you're seeing, again, people popping up on the COVID reports for being out. Okay, you still have to wait till the end of the week or, or to that game to see if they get cleared. Some of these guys aren't getting cleared. Suddenly you're getting uh, the wide receiver three or four from a roster become a one or two. And these guys are just getting that volume. They're they're doing it nonstop, so to speak, um, for one week. And then they go back to where they were in the lineup and, and everything's back to normal. Um, you know, again, some of these are injury based, but but the COVID thing is really kind of thrown as a like a little bit out of whack. Uh, a couple of these names I'm going to give you are people that have been fairly consistent over the last couple weeks. Uh, so it's non-COVID related, I guess you could say. First name is Jacoby Myers. Only owned, he's just about owned him just a little a shade under 50% of league. So he's probably floating around out there. Uh, I had him on my roster earlier this year and it, it could be frustrating. Mac Jones did lean on him a lot, but Hunter Henry has kind of stepped in as his de facto go-to guy. And, and again, they really got to push the running game now where you haven't seen Mac Jones throwing the football a lot. That being said, Myers, in back-to-back -back weeks, he has six catches each week. So in a PPR league, uh, and again, he's really, the, the touchdowns really haven't been coming for him, obviously, but on the volume and, and, and that Mac Jones, if he's going to be throwing the football to end the season, which again, New England's 
fighting it out with Buffalo. They just took a tough loss yesterday. Uh, if Jacoby Myers is available in your league, based on the volume that he may see over the next couple of weeks and knowing he's put up that production throughout, if somebody dropped him to add a defense at a pinch or figured, hey, you know, he's on my bench, I'm not going to use him. Uh, right now, I mean, he definitely has flex appeal, uh, possibly a wide receiver too, if you're really in a bad spot, depending on where you're at. I mean, most of you – you're in the playoffs, you're in the thick of it, you're in a championship, you're, you're not really going to tinker with it too much. But uh, again, these, this might be a guy that over the next week or two could could have something left in the tank to, to help you get over the hump. Laquan Treadwell, uh, for those of us that have been in fantasy football and, and football fans, period, uh, you've seen his career. It has never been impressive, oft injured, never could get over the hump with the Washington football team with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he seems to have found a niche in Jacksonville. And again, Jacksonville offense doesn't scream. Sign me up, coach. But over the past six games, uh, he's got 36 targets, 23 receptions for 305 yards. Again, that volume's there. He's kind of becoming a trustworthy receiver for Trevor Lawrence. And again, that offense has, has gone through the ringer and, and just lost their starting running back. So this could push him into solid flex, possibly wide receiver two area. Uh, we just saw Marvin Jones get back on the scoreboard this weekend in, in a loss to the Jets. But Treadwell's been putting it up over the last six games with targets and receptions. Uh, if he gets a touchdown mixed in there, suddenly he's a he's a legit wide receiver. It, in a very similar situation, uh, we're looking at Zay Jones from the Las Vegas Raiders. Barely owned, if at all, obviously. Uh, another one uh, last five weeks uh, and the top 20 in targets in the league. Uh, again, 36 targets for him as well. 25 receptions, 222 yards, averaging nine to 10 points a game roughly. And, and again, if you were to sprinkle a touchdown in there based on the volume, if you're especially in a PPR league, uh, just like Treadwell from Jacksonville, where the volume starting to dictate that this guy's getting the football. Uh, Darren Waller being out obviously is a major factor. Hunter Renfro is the wide receiver one. We know that, uh, again, he's been kind of like a Cooper Cup light to certain extents this season, not not on that level, but but kind of getting around in that region. Uh, so if Zay Jones is available, he could get you through a week on a flex tip. If he gets a touchdown, that's going to push him into solid wide receiver two areas. And again, the volume is there. That's why you would be chasing those points. K.J. Osborne of the Minnesota Vikings, he's really been a little up and down, a little mercurial, but he's got 14 points or better, uh, three out of the last four weeks. Adam Thielen's dealing with a high ankle sprain. He tried to play, got tackled pretty hard, and, and seems like he might be not ready to get through the rest of this season. If Osborne does become the number two in that offense, he did have five catches for 68 yards and a touchdown and a loss to the Rams, and we've seen some of those where he can be a little touchdown dependent, but he does make some big plays, which can chalk up some bonus points for you. If he's available in your league, I think K.J. Osborne is a solid pickup, especially if you're going to see Adam Thielen sitting out for extended time again by re-injuring the, the high ankle sprain. And some of those are serious. We've seen people get shut down for the season. Minnesota fighting for their playoff lives, even with that loss yesterday, would be interested in trying to continue the season. And, and Osborne has shown flashes of being a solid wide receiver too when given the opportunity. Touchdown dependent, yes, but he does make big plays. If he is available, you want to get him on your roster. So that's going to do it for 
the waiver wire running back wide receiver pickup. We're going to move into quarterbacks. Uh, we have two in the same game. It's also you know going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Derek Carr this week against the Indianapolis Colts. They are one of the bottom end teams when it comes to defending the quarterback. They give up some points to say the least. You know, and Derek Carr in the last four weeks, uh, he hasn't been horrible. The problem has been giving back four points just on turnovers. And, and again, that can really have an effect on you. Those just chip off the top. So where he was kind of flying high at the beginning of the season, putting up 20 and 30 a game and, and came back down to earth pretty quick. This matchup dictates that he's probably going to write the ship. I mean, again, he didn't blow away the Denver Broncos, but they are a tough team. That was a division game. They were down at halftime and he came back, led the team down for two scores and did enough to win the game. This game probably gives him a little bit more of an opportunity. Obviously, again, they're fighting for their playoff life. Uh, the Colts are as well. Uh, you could very well see Derek Carr in that 25-plus, just flinging that ball around. Uh, the, the matchup dictates it. I mean, Indianapolis is kind of tough against the run, uh, so you might see Josh Jacobs kind of take a little bit of a backseat to the passing game. And, and again, you may see Darren Waller back. Again, there's still a chance he could play, uh, but we just talked about, obviously, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones, some of those players able to make some big plays against that Indianapolis defense. Derek Carr looks to be a possible pickup for you. He could could win your week. Uh, we shall see. Another quarterback that should be available. If you're streaming, you've probably used him once or twice this year. He's won four straight starts. Uh, he did come in, uh, kind of came in to make up the difference in a game and, and, and has not really taken a backseat to Jacoby Brissett since. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa against the Tennessee Titans this week. Uh, they're one of the uh, – they're not a great defense when it comes to stopping the passing game uh, of another quarterback. Uh, Jimmy G just about did everything he could and almost won that game So uh, this past week against Tennessee. Seeing Tua in this situation, again, he's, he's averaging – about 235 yards plus. He's got seven touchdowns over the last few weeks. You're getting your wide receivers back. Devontae Parker's back. He loves some Jalen Waddell, uh, Mike Gesicki, uh, who will have a little bit of a tough time. We will talk about later on against that Tennessee defense. But Tua uh, against the Tennessee defense, they're about the 23rd best or worst, depending on how you look at it against the quarterback position. So both teams, uh, Tennessee obviously is a little bit further up top. They can. They could lose a game and still be in a good situation. Tua could come in there. Again, we're going to see him uh, on Monday night in a couple hours, just uh, kind of kicking things off against the Saints. And then a uh, tough AFC matchup against Tennessee. But I do like Tua in this situation. Again, looking how consistent he's been over the last few weeks, where, again, if you're looking to stream that position, uh, he's a name that could help you out. Davis Mills of the Houston Texans. I like him a lot. Uh, I like him really a lot this week against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they are a team that's really on the bottom end defending the quarterbacks all season long. Again, we, we saw Tannehill carve them up a little bit this past week. They're giving up, you know, they give up around 18, 19 points a game to the position. Davis Mills has been averaging 21 points a game. He's got a 300-yard passing game. He's got five touchdowns and one interception. He's getting Brandon Cooks back. Uh, we talked about Rex Burkhead uh, having a monster day against the Chargers. And again, Davis Mills wasn't expected to be a, a, an elite passer, and he still had a pretty solid game against the Chargers. 
Maybe they just look past the Houston Texans, but they took a tough loss. Uh, I like Davis Mills this week. He's a streamable option against the San Francisco 49ers based on that matchup. And finally, uh, again, going back to the game we started with, the Raiders against the Colts. Uh, Carson Wentz against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're about middle of the road against the quarterback position. While you do see, uh, again, there's a chance that they could get a little bit more involved, uh, they do play the run reasonable. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor has been the focal point of the offense. Uh, but if you do see Wentz get involved in this game uh, a little bit more than he has been, he's got 20-plus point potential. Uh, obviously, we know he can do some stuff with his legs. He gets those lean yards for first downs and goal line situations where he could pick up a Nice, easy rushing touchdown. Uh, did put up 21-plus against Arizona uh, for not being super-duper involved in the game as much. Again, you're seeing Carson Wentz have a decent bounce-back season. He's had some highs, a couple lows, but for the most part, doesn't turn the ball over a lot, which helps to keep all those points in his hand. He can fumble a little bit, but recently he hasn't been a bad quarterback, so... I kind of like Carson Wentz as a streamable option against the Las Vegas Raiders this week as well. Moving on to the tight end position. A couple names just to remember that are available if you're looking to stream that position. Uh, First name up we're going to talk about is Jared Cook. Uh, Again, he hasn't put up the production, but the volume is there. He's going up against a tough matchup this week. It is against the Denver Broncos. They are one of the top teams against the tight end position. They're a top five uh, against it. That being said, uh, looking at the amount of targets and volume that Cook has received over the past few weeks uh, puts him in the upper echelon of tight ends. The problem is he hasn't been catching the football. Uh, So you can throw it to him all day. It's just up to him to catch it. If he does turn around and give you some Jared Cook of old, he could end up with seven receptions and a touchdown. Suddenly you're in double digits. You're looking at 14, 15 points. And we know that there is the capability of that with the Los Angeles Chargers offense. Um, They did come off a really bad game this week against Houston, but uh, looking at the matchup, it is tough. So this one, you know, proceed with caution, but the volume is there. And if you're desperate, Jared Cook is an option, uh, albeit a tough one, uh, against the Denver Broncos. Somebody who's really been doing well recently at the tight end position. Uh, since week 10, he's had five double-digit games. Uh, Gerald Everett of the Seattle Seahawks. He's got a nice matchup this week against the Detroit Lions. Uh, They are one of the bottom teams against the tight end position. Uh, We've seen, again, you want to talk about volume and usage. Russell Wilson, it seems like that's sometimes the only guy he will throw to. Uh, He's been a four receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown kind of guy. He did have one little bit of a rough game uh, earlier this season. But beyond that, lately, Gerald Everett has really been coming on strong as a top 10 tight end uh, in, in fantasy football. Uh, And again, not many people associate the tight end position with Seattle. You think running backs, you think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They're out of playoff contention at this point. So right now, everything's really for pride. But Gerald Everett with a nice matchup against the Detroit Lions, definitely a streaming option and, and has been putting up top 10 tight end production fantasy for the past few weeks. Ricky Seals Jones versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, We know that the Eagles love to give up points to the tight end. We talk about it every week. It's almost an auto start. Poor of a game as he had the other day. 
Uh, even Evan Ingram got involved and got his touchdown uh, that was always going to come against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you're looking at Ricky Seals-Jones. There is uh, John Bates as well as out there. He kind of stole the thunder uh, in a horrible game against the Dallas Cowboys, but he did have two receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. He almost had one against the Eagles the other week. A at the end of the day, th that position just gives the Eagles fits the tight end position. It it's almost impossible for them to stop. They give up the points, they give up the yards, they give up the reception. So Ricky Seals-Jones uh, is probably going to be a solid option. A lot of people are going to try to sneak him into their starting lineup if they stream a tight end just based on that matchup against the Eagles. Bates could be used as well, possibly. Uh, you could see any points coming against the Eagles come out of that position based on the matchup. So again, a poor, poor defense against the tight end probably be an option for you uh, to start and stream and, and possibly could win your week. Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams, uh, he's been on our radar throughout the season. A little bit of a COVID issue the other week, so he did have five receptions for 41 yards in a in a win against the, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Matt Stafford did not have a great day uh, throwing three interceptions. Higby was going to have a tough time anyway. Minnesota does do really well defending against the tight end position. Now, ironically, this week's matchup against the Baltimore Ravens is the opposite end of the spectrum, where... Baltimore really can't do much to stop it. The Rams offense as a whole, when they're clicking, when they're when they're on all cylinders, they're one of the best in the league. But that tight end position for the Baltimore Ravens is right up there with the Eagles and, and a few of those other teams. They, they just really have trouble defending it. Tyler Higby will be a solid streaming option this week against the Baltimore Ravens based on the volume and the matchup and that explosive offense. You could see him in double-digit land. He could probably get you a, a solid top 10 tight end production for week 17 based on that matchup and finally this week a nice streamable option Cole Komet uh, this week based on injuries they had to start Nick Foles and you did see Cole Komet get involved uh, against the Seattle Seahawks four catches for 49 yards it's pretty much where he's been averaging he's been averaging four receptions and about 43 yards uh, over the past few weeks based on the volume that he receives with targets he did have a play where he shoulda, woulda, coulda caught a nice big touchdown at the back of the end zone. The problem was it was a little overthrown. It took him out of bounds. Uh, and then ironically, Jimmy Graham, yes, he still plays football for the Bears, uh, stole that touchdown from him uh, a play or two later. And it was a shame because it would have been nice for Komet to get a little bit more of a break day, breakout game, uh, so to speak. And, and that was the, the situation to do it. Going against the Giants this week, again, they're middle of the road against the tight end position. Assuming that Foles will start, Fields will start, Andy Dalton will start, really don't know. Um, they may just kind of ride it out with Foles and just see what happens. He's a, a big veteran name that, that can maybe just guide the rest of that young offense uh, through the next couple of weeks. We shall see. But at the end of the day, Cole Komet, based on the volume, I kind of like that. He's been giving you a nice, comfortable eight points or so a week, especially obviously on the PPR end. And he's a touchdown away from being a double-digit contributor. Uh, I think this season you're starting to see flashes. Next season, I think he'll probably start probably as a top 12 ranked tight end. And it'll always have a, an option to, to move onward and upward as, as some of these young tight ends do. So I like Cole Komet as a streaming option this week against the New York Giants. Finally, we're going to give you some defensive streamers for this week. Again, based on the matchups, obviously some of you may already have some 
some heavy hitters that are rostered, so it's going to be hard to get a hold of the good ones. But, uh, again, we just talked about that Giants-Bears game. And based on the way the offenses have been, you could kind of coin flip and take either one uh, at this point. Um, the Bears have been okay on defense. Uh, you know, again, it's not the great Chicago Bears. Even with Khalil Mack out, they haven't been horrible. Um, the matchup against the Giants would say that, again, you're talking about Mike Glennon, Jake from State Farm is the quarterback. You know, there's not a lot going on with the Giants. They're pretty much kind of winding down the season and just trying to get out of here uh, without getting too many people hurt. At the same time, the Bears uh, are not lighting teams up on the score sheet. Matt Nagy, uh, he could be fired as soon as this week, maybe maybe next week. We, we know it's coming. It's just a matter of when they drop the ax on them. So either defense from that game has a chance to steal some points. Uh, we're talking about the Giants or the Bears. Uh, again, it, not the most guaranteed of starts, but if you're chasing and you're looking at, again, a matchup against – well, that, that offense doesn't do a lot, and they turn the ball over and, and doesn't move the football, doesn't score points, all those factors that, that kind of contribute to uh, the points for a defense and special team. Uh, you could choose either defense. You could go with the Giants or you could go with the Bears in that game and get yourself somewhere in a maybe a 6-10 to 10 range based on, the, based on the ugly matchup that is that game. Another defense this week, uh, I think you kind of have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. Uh, Washington definitely looks like they've just run out of gas. Uh, I mean, it was an embarrassing embarrassing loss on Sunday Night Football to the Dallas Cowboys, division rival Cowboys, uh, who went in there and, and just, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, had, had played them kind of tough you know you're kind of thinking okay you know 27 to 20 loss they didn't look like they were going to maybe win but they did make it respectable uh they come back they go into dallas and they were also coming off of that short week that a lot of these teams they had to make up the game against the eagles uh that's a, a quick turnaround as well they had to make up that game on tuesday covid uh really bit them pretty hard when it came to everything so uh looking at the washington football team this week, it's a tough matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I just feel like the Eagles are, are definitely cruising into the playoffs. Defense has played well enough, uh, you know, to keep them in playoff contention. Um, that being said, the matchup against Washington, I think it'll be a little bit too much for Washington. So the Eagles defense will probably get you a nice, nice eight to 10 points, I think, this week against that Washington football team offense. Uh, I did believe I heard that Kyle Allen would be starting or playing the majority compared to Taylor Heineke. Uh, so again, it's kind of kind of hard to tell what's what's going on down there in Washington, but they're going to have a tough time. Eagles defense is a good pickup this week. And last but not least, uh, stop me if you heard it, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Um, and yes, they're going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I, do, I do understand that the Bengals coming off of a, another uh, torturing of the Baltimore Ravens uh, this season. They've really crushed their division. Cincinnati is going to have a, a lot to play for in this game. They're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, everybody's going to laugh and say, well, what are you talking about? The Chiefs' defense is horrible. They were horrible. The whole team was horrible. But since week eight, the Kansas City defense is averaging almost 12 points a game. 
they righted the ship everywhere. They got the offense back on track, and they got the defense back on track. They were a solid defense for a good two, two and a half years uh, during their two Super Bowl runs. So seeing them wake up and, and smell the coffee uh, is is one thing. But now you're going to say, well, there's no way. Look at what can look at what Cincinnati just did. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be looking across that field and they're going to be trying to compete with Kansas city offensively. Um, you can do it against the Baltimore Ravens. Their defense is, it's not, it's not the Ravens defense that we're used to seeing and they're missing people all over the field. Their secondary is just, you know, they're, they're starting whoever they can find. That being said, Kansas city and looking what they've done over the last few weeks is not ready to go lightly against a conference opponent. I like the Kansas City defense. I like them a lot against Cincinnati. Uh, I know you're going to laugh. I, I think they're really going to show Cincinnati who's boss in this game. So that's going to do it for streamers, waiver wire, and other. He starts and sits. Pat was able to get me his. Um, and I will name them. Again, I, I don't know his rationale, but I can kind of tell just from looking at what he picked. Uh, but I will name them just to counterpoint uh, my choices for start sits as well. My quarterback start of the week, I like Kirk Cousins versus the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay's defense does give up some points. They're on the bottom end uh, against the quarterback position. Uh, last four weeks, Kirk Cousins, he's got the fourth most touchdowns. Uh, he's been quarterback 10, basically. And if it wasn't for basically a rash of turnovers that he really hadn't been doing at the beginning of the season, closer to quarterback three, uh, based off of giving back all those points that you lose as a quarterback off of turnovers. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, start of the week at quarterback. He's going to put up the numbers. He's going to put up the volume. Uh, and that's a division game where they are playing for their lives and you're competing against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's going to be an offense over city type of game uh, when it comes to that. So I do like Captain Kirk against the Green Bay Packers. Pat has selected as his start of the week. Joe Burrow versus the Kansas City Chiefs kind of flies in the face of what I mentioned as a possible defensive streamer. But again, looking at what that offense just did, uh, I think Pat's looking at Cincinnati Bengals as being high flying. And you're going to see Joe Burrow as Pat's start of the week. Pat is looking to sit Justin Herbert this week against Denver. Uh, obviously, Denver is one of the better teams against the against the quarterback, against the passing game. Uh, it's a tough divisional matchup, and Herbert coming off a, a pretty lackluster performance. I mean, he put up some yardage, but uh, again, against Houston, they did lose that football game, and, and it wasn't quite, it wasn't really a game. It looked like Houston controlled them the whole time. Maybe they were looking ahead to this game. I don't know. But Pat is sitting Justin Herbert this week against the Denver Broncos. I am sitting uh, Russell Wilson versus the Detroit Lions. They're out of the playoffs. The last four weeks, Russell Wilson has been quarterback 11. I don't know what's up. If it's an injury that's still lingering with the hand, um, that offense does not look right at all. You know, Seattle, year in and year out, gets things done. They make the playoffs. They're a tough team. Uh, we saw Wilson miss a, a decent amount of time with a hand injury. Maybe he's not 100%. You, you see parts of the offense disappear where, you know, Tyler Lockett gets involved big time one week and he's gone. Uh, DK Metcalf was on a milk carton almost for, for a short time. The running game is non-existent. Obviously, Carson going out uh, with the neck injury. They've they put Rashad Penny in there, and they signed Adrian Peterson. 
But Russell Wilson doesn't look like he wants to be in Seattle anymore. And there's a lot of rumors that you know some teams the that that would be interested in him were interested in his services. I don't like the matchup this week against Detroit only because it strikes me as one where they're going to be going through the motions for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't see Russ cooking, uh, baking, doing much of anything uh, over these next couple of games. I think he's just going to try to get out of there uh, and maybe weigh his options in the offseason and see about making a move out of Seattle. So I do not like Russell Wilson this week. I would sit him against the Detroit Lions. They are uh, the 11th best defense against the quarterback. So as bad as the Lions are, uh, again, it's not a not the best situation for for Russ and the boys. Moving on to running backs, uh, Pat is starting Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I can understand that. Where again, Atlanta Falcons defense has kind of been non-existent throughout most of the season. And that being said, uh, you're looking at Ronald Jones being the RB one right now for the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers, uh, obviously, you're going to see him be a focal point of that offense, uh, knowing that Brady is also missing some wide receivers. We did see Antonio Brown come back, but Ronald Jones, Pat, is making his start of the week against the Atlanta Falcons, chasing some points. I don't blame you there, Pat. I am going to start David Montgomery against the New York Football Giants. Uh, over the last four weeks, David Montgomery has been the RB8 in our league of record. Uh, he is second with 22 receptions over the last four weeks, and he's fifth in receiving yards. Uh, as bad as the Bears' offense has been, uh, we know Montgomery missed a couple weeks there with a knee sprain. He came back and has really just kind of turned things back on. Um, last year, he was a you know a top 10, top 5 running back in, in fantasy uh, so you're starting to see him show why he is highly touted in a bad offense. Uh, you're going to look to see him try to finish out strong this season. I like the matchup against the Giants. Uh, they are the 25th best, which is not that good, against stopping the run. So I love David Montgomery this week, uh, start of the week. I think he's going to probably be an RB. He'll probably be one of the top five running backs, I think, in, in fantasy football this week. So uh, make sure you have him in your lineup, and I think he's going to do pretty well for you. Uh, as far as sits of the week, I am sitting uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott versus the Arizona Cardinals. They've only given up six touchdowns all season to running backs. Uh, over the last couple weeks, if you look at Zeke, he's really been touchdown dependent to get a lot of his points. If you take away the scores from those games and you're looking, he's not a PPR option at all. It's Tony Pollard is really almost the, the better option out of the two. Uh, I know he's been banged up with a bit of a knee injury, so they're not trying to force the issue. Dallas is – it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a, a, a big matchup, obviously, against against the Arizona Cardinals, who are really starting to leak, uh, you know, pretty pretty hard. Uh, now, Dallas, obviously, is still fighting to see about maybe securing a buy in week one of the playoffs. Uh, Green Bay right now holds the top spot in the NFC. Dallas is right behind them. So are the Rams and the Bucks. Uh, so we're trying to get to the finish. Dallas did just clinch the division uh, on Sunday. Um, but Ezekiel Elliott this week, he's going against the Arizona Cardinals. They're the fourth best defense against the running back position. Uh, I think this is going to be an aerial show. This is going to be 
Dak trying to throw all over the field. The defense is going to play tough, but I don't like Zeke in this matchup. Uh, again, a little too touchdown dependent, and the, the the Cardinals just don't give up touchdowns to that to that position. Pat is sitting Josh Jacobs versus the Indianapolis Colts, and again, that's based on the matchup. The Colts have been a very tough defense uh, against the running game as well. Jacobs has had a reasonable season. He's had some decent games, but he really that whole Raiders offense has has really been kind of rough to to kind of catch on to after the first couple of weeks, they look great. And, and they've just kind of gone downhill. We talked about it multiple times, the coach and, and other off the field things that have really shredded them up injuries as well. Um, Josh Jacobs, Pat sitting them this week against the Colts. And, and you know what, Pat, I, I agree with you. Moving on to the wide receiver position. Pat's hoping to carry some of that mojo that he needs tonight. He's got Devonte Parker versus uh, the Tennessee Titans. So he likes he likes Devontae Parker as his start of the week going into Week 17 versus Tennessee. Uh, their secondary has not been that great. Um, they do well against the tight end position. They do well uh, a little bit against the running game and things like that. But uh, they do have some trouble stopping the wide receiver position. So I think Pat's hoping for the best and hoping to carry some mojo with Devontae Parker. If he has a big game for him tonight, gets him into his final that he would uh, carry over against the Tennessee Titans. Ironically, I'm going to be in the same game. Uh, I like A.J. Brown versus the Miami Dolphins. I'm not high on A.J. Brown as a total overall player because of the health issues, but uh, Miami Dolphins are 29th against the wide receiver position. He just went off against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 11 catches for a buck 45 and a touchdown. That's really what I think everybody thought he had the potential to be. He's had some of those games, even this season. My knock on him is just that it's the injuries that really hold him back. If you were able to give you 16, 17, maybe 18 weeks worth of production, it's not always going to be as high end as, as we just saw against the Niners, but uh, he shows you that he's got that elite ability. Now you're seeing Julio Jones, uh, Nick Westbrook, Akine are both currently out now with COVID. We'll see if they get cleared. Uh, this could be a monster volume game for him as well against a bad secondary. So A.J. Brown, love him this week against the Miami Dolphins. I don't like uh, Michael Pittman against the Las Vegas Raiders. For most people, he's a wide receiver two. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have him as a wide receiver one. He's definitely you know wide receiver two flex concepts. The passing game doesn't get as much love as it maybe should. It's Jonathan Taylor in that offense. We know that. Um, but you're looking at a Raiders defense that has given up one touchdown in the last four weeks. They only give up about 17 points to the position. Uh, I know for a lot of people, the hope is that, you know, hey, maybe this is that big game for Pittman. He, he shows flashes. And, and again, I, I like Wentz in the game overall, but I don't think Pittman's going to have a dominant performance. I think it's one of those where you – you dink and donk and you're getting your Ashton Doolins and, and different players involved. T.Y. Hilton's starting to become a little bit more of uh, involved, so to speak, uh, I guess, in that offense. So I don't like Michael Pittman this week. Raiders are the third best against wide receivers. Uh, I just think it's a tough matchup for him based off of that. Pat is sitting scary Terry, Terry McLaurin against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are also one of the best defenses against the wide receiver position. Uh, we just saw Darius Slay make a Pro Bowl again. Welcome back, sir. Thank you for your service. The Washington football team as a whole, we just saw them get obliterated on Sunday Night Football. The quarterback 
position is now in question with Heineke coming back off of a quick turnaround week. He didn't look good. There's talk that Kyle Allen's going to play quarterback. I think Washington's just kind of licking their wounds at this point, and and they're going to look to maybe who knows what. Uh, you know, try to finish strong. It's a division game. They're going to definitely play for something, but. Knowing all the changes that are happening on that offense and, and seeing McLaurin, who's been struggling uh, over the past few weeks, uh, definitely a tough matchup, uh, and I don't blame you, Pat, for sitting him against the Philadelphia Eagles. My tight end start of the week, I mean, you could go with either guy. I, I, I'll i lean Noah Fant versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you could do Albert Okwabunum as well. They almost split everything down the middle, uh, which is a shame because they're – tight end like 13 and 14 over the last four weeks in our league of record. But if you combine the two of them, they'd be like tight end three. You know, what that offense is built to just spread things around, look for the open receiver. Obviously, Bridgewater was out this past week, so you had Drew Locke in there who, you know, I'd rather see Teddy Bridgewater. I'll put it that way. Uh, but seeing Noah Fant in that matchup, I mean, you can't, I don't think you could go wrong with either guy. I think they both had the potential for that seven catches for – 60 yards and one of them gets the touchdown uh but i'll lean noah fan he's kind of been the the bigger name so to speak uh okway boonham just had a tough drop to kind of almost maybe get the denver broncos the game uh versus the raiders so i'll go noah fan uh against the los angeles chargers as my start of the week pat is going with gerald everett we just talked about gerald everett uh versus the detroit lions again He's been one of the best tight ends over the past few weeks. Uh, he's really the focal point of Russell Wilson's passing game, uh, which, again, that's kind of scary to think. But, hey, if it's helping us get fantasy points, that's all it's all about. Uh, Gerald Everett keeps getting that four for 60 and a touchdown. Uh, that's going to win you uh, that position possibly as a, as a top 10, maybe even a top five tight end based on the volume and, and the points per game with touchdowns. I mean, again, seeing Gerald Everett – become a, a fixture in that offense is important, uh, helps us out. And Pat likes him a lot this week against the Detroit Lions. Pat doesn't like James O'Shaughnessy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, I don't I don't disagree with you there, Pat. Uh, going up against the New England Patriots, who are one of the best against the tight end position, um, the Jacksonville offense as a whole. This is going to probably be a master class for Bill Belichick, getting uh, a wounded animal in the Jacksonville Jaguars a rookie quarterback, he chews them up and spits them out. Um, seeing that team going against the New England Patriots, it's it's almost uh, it's almost criminal uh, what, what's going to happen probably in that matchup. So while O'Shaughnessy has been one of the better tight ends as of late, being a little bit more of a fixture in that offense for Trevor Lawrence, uh, among some other players, uh, this week's going to be tough. The offense as a whole is going to struggle. The quarterback's going to struggle. Uh, and in turn, James O'Shaughnessy will not be a valid tight end option for you this week, Pat. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm looking at a matchup, and it's Mike Gesicki uh, versus the Tennessee Titans. The Dolphins have really done a great job with Gesicki throughout the season. Uh, he has struggled a little bit as of late, but that's also been matchup-based. And we did mention last week that he's really going to finish against some tough, tough matchups. Uh, you're going up against Tennessee. They're the fifth best against the tight end position. They give up less than five a game. Just for an idea, you had George Kittle, who had been out of this world the last three weeks, putting up 30 and 40 like it was his job, which it is. He was held to two receptions on three targets for 21 yards against the Tennessee Titans. Maybe it's the coach being an old linebacker, but 
they know how to shut that position down really well. Again, seeing Kittle come back down to earth and be more Clark Kent than Superman goes to show you how tough they are. Gesicki is not on the level of Kittle, uh, but he's a pretty darn good tight end. Uh, he's going to have a tough time this week, uh, unfortunately, against that Tennessee defense. So Mike Gesicki, sorry, buddy, I'm going to have to find a better option. I'm going to have to find it this week. I'm going to have to find it next week as well, uh, again, because he finishes out against New England. And finally, defense. Pat, you like yourself some New Orleans Saints against the Carolina Panthers. Well, I don't disagree with you. Carolina's offensive struggles are to the point now where you're platooning. You were actually platooning Cam Newton as well as Sam Darnold. You know, Carolina was kind of a dark horse candidate to, you know, maybe be a little more involved in playoffs. And that division obviously is a tough one, but maybe take Tampa tough. And, and they made some trades to get good guys in the secondary. And you turn around and uh, they're just a really bad team. Uh, only have five wins. You lost McCaffrey again this season. But looking at that defense of the Saints that has really come around, they were struggling there for a bit. Uh, this is a big matchup for them. It's a big division game. They can't afford to lose it. And they're not going to really have any shot to lose it at the rate they're going. Uh, they are just on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Tonight they have a tough matchup against Miami. Next week is a little bit easier. So I see where you're talking about that. Saints against the Carolina Panthers defense start next week uh, of week 17. I agree. I would say that my start of the week, though, is the Dallas Cowboys against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Arizona has been, you know, a pretty high-flying offense through the through the season. But lately, the, again, we just said it, they're, they're kind of leaking oil. Like, they're, they're starting to show some serious chinks in the armor. Some of it's injury-based. DeAndre Hopkins is out. They were without Rondale Moore as a help on wide receiver. They're, they're definitely struggling. James Conner was just out uh, with legit injuries. We see Kyler Murray struggling to get anything going. And, and as good as their offense has been, their last few games, I mean, they gave up you – know, defenses have scored. Indianapolis got six on them over the weekend. Detroit got eight against them. The Rams got eight points against them in our league of record. Uh, they've, they've lost three games in a row. They're kind of in a little bit of a tailspin right now. Um, they're still in the playoffs, and, and there's nothing that's per se going to get them out of the playoffs at this point. It's really about losing tiebreakers and uh, moving further down the food chain. They, they definitely want to hang on to um, or, or at least get involved in, in the home field aspect of a playoff game. So, uh, unfortunately, though, Dallas has just really come on strong. Their defense, uh, which had been their Achilles heel, has really – just started to dominate. Obviously, dominating the Washington football team is one thing, but just overall, uh, the Cowboys have really played well on defense, and I can see that happening again this week. They're they're going to take it to Arizona and show them who is really in charge in this conference. Uh, Dallas Cowboys defense this week against the Arizona Cardinals. And as far as my sit of the week, uh, I would be sitting the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, last four weeks, Cincinnati Bengals defense has been the fourth best in our league of record. Uh, the problem is that Kansas City gives just a shade over two points a game to defenses uh, over the last four weeks uh, and more. Uh, their offense has really found its rhythm again. They are really clicking on all cylinders. Uh, and Cincinnati, while they have put up some points defensively in fantasy football, uh, you're going to have a tough time doing it this week. Uh, it's going to be one of the matchups of the week overall. 
but knowing how tough that Kansas City offense has been for every defense that has played them pretty much since like week eight when they really started to turn things back on. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, good luck. I think you're going to find a better option somewhere else out there. So stay away from the Bengals this week against the Chiefs. And finally, Pat, you are sitting the Green Bay Packers uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, which, again, yeah, looking at that offense and and how they just put up yards and points. And, again, there's been some turnovers, but, you know, if you're getting 25, 30 points a game and, and the passing yards and total offense is closing in on four or 500 yards, Green Bay is going to be in more of a shootout mode as opposed to uh, a stingy defense. Uh, it's one thing to shut down Baker Mayfield with the – Green Bay defense, that's one thing, but you're not going to do the same thing against Kirk Cousins in that offense. So I understand completely, Pat, that you're going to sit the Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings for Week 17. Well, folks, I hope I didn't lose you there. Uh, Again, it's been tough doing it this week without my partner. Uh, Pat, I hope you are enjoying the Christmas holidays uh, while I am down here slaving hard on this, but, uh, you know, definitely uh, well-deserved vacation. Folks, it's week 17. Uh, on behalf of Pat, uh, I just want to say again, we, we really appreciate you guys all listening out there. Again, we're, we're, we're hoping that you're having fun with it. We're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're getting to the end of our fantasy football seasons. We're still going to look to put out some content in the offseason because just like real football, fantasy football never sleeps. We will continue to uh, give you our ideas on next season, the draft, maybe a little review of what we got right and wrong and and just overall a little strategies you know you can never not mock draft so that'll always be uh on the table as well so uh week 17 we're going into championships we're hoping that you guys out there continue on good luck in your championship on behalf of pat uh this is scott and folks we will see you next week in week 18 peace We'd like to sincerely thank you for listening to the show. You can follow us on Twitter at the nine route one and at Scott from Delco. We put out a lot of funny and informative information on there. Our email address. If you'd like to email the show is the nine route FFB at gmail.com. Make sure to click the little plus wherever you're listening to follow the show. And if you like what we do, please leave us a review. Good luck this week, and we'll be back next week with more fantasy football info to take your team deep here on the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast.